0: Hi, and welcome to episode 35 of the Connect2 podcast with your crypto bros. I'm Jeff Cullen.
1: And I'm Mark Hughes. Hi, Mark. How you doing? I am just cryptically great. There you go. So
0: in case you haven't noticed already, today's episode, we're going to talk about cryptocurrency and NFTs, NFTs
1: and, and what, uh, what you sh- what, how you should approach them. How
0: you should approach them. Yeah. Uh, from the perspective of people who are not experts, but uh, not experts, but
1: have read enough doing and a little looking and good. yeah.
0: Excellent. Uh, before we do that, uh, the usual uh, tomfoolery, nothing in the mailbag. What'd uh, you learn?
1: Subscribe. Oh, subscribe, rate and review on yeah, Apple iTunes. Absolutely. If, uh, if you like what we're doing or Spotify. Spotify is really good. Google.
0: Should we we pull off Spotify like uh, Neil Young's doing in in protest of Joe Rogan? What do you think? You think our voices? Joe Rogan (laughs) or us? Joe Rogan or us? I don't think they're even going to listen to Neil, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Neil. (laughs)
1: Uh, Oh, and today's coffee. Today's coffee, we have another pour over. Yeah. This is also from Toronto from Farah Coffee Roasters. This is called Berta Sao. It is um, Brazilian and Ethiopian coffee. The varietals are Cato Mundo Novo, and Heirloom. And it is a natural process. Should taste of red fruit, mm-hmm. almond, and chocolate. And, I'm not sure I'm getting the chocolate, but the red fruit for sure. I thought I was yeah. getting the chocolate.
0: Yeah maybe on the aftertaste there on the back end
1: but very tasty. it's very tasty it's a bit different from yesterday mm-hmm. or last last time yep and um two very different uh sources of coffee Brazil and Ethiopia so. yeah absolutely so anyway very cool very cool so um so why are mountains funny <laughs> I don't know because they're hill areas <laughs> Uh oh boy. You gotta
0: go high and low to listen to that one. <laughs> that's pretty good. You told your son that yet?
1: No. No. Maybe yeah. you should. No, you he, that, that's not that's not Alex's game. Yeah. <laughs> <It> <laughs> Two is. things you learned in this past. Oh,
0: well I I learned that uh you can have uh Ah, uh, COVID, uh, Omicron symptoms for as much as a month or more after you've recovered. So Does that
1: qualify as long COVID? No,
0: it doesn't actually. Um, I was checking out the uh, because, as you point out, yes, you know, last time we were together, spending time with people. Now, and I was like, yeah, but it's better make sure. So the Alberta Health website is very cryptic. It says new symptoms. You know, once you pass your your days should be good to go unless you develop new symptoms. So it's like you might still have some of the old symptoms. Like some people lose that smell and taste for like months, right? We were talking about that. Yeah. Um, so still have just a little bit of this residual cough, and I'm told it could last weeks, you know, months. I don't know.
1: Well, and so, that thing where, uh, where people it get, it, uh, it comes back, but the smell and taste is uh, messed up. Yeah, So it's damaged yeah. to the olfactory nerve. And then That's all right. of a sudden you can't taste things the way you did before. It tastes like gasoline. I've or heard tastes... vomit. Or, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and the textures are all messed up. You yeah. So you have to relearn how to eat. Wow.
0: So very fortunate. Everything came back pretty much the way I remembered it from three days before. So, uh, yeah. Anyhow. Anything else? Uh, no, no. Well, I did. I saw, I haven't really quite absorbed all of this yesterday, but... Apparently, there's, uh, they've discovered a, a bacteria. And this is not anything to do with making people sick. Or a microbe that uh, can produce oxygen uh, in, in total darkness. They found this in some samples. So I'll, I'll find out more. I just saw the headline. I was like, that's interesting. The implications being that uh, usually we need photosynthesis for oxygen creation. But now we may have found an organism that can create oxygen in without dark. sunlight. Which, of course, opens up the idea of life uh, on other planets. on other planets, or maybe terraforming. you know, we want to create oxygen on Mars. We could do it like underground. so that's pretty interesting. so i'm gonna I'm gonna look into more of that and see if uh, if it's got legs.
1: <laughs> it may not,
0: have <laughs> or siliceum or whatever. <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, <laughs> so there's two things that I've learned. One, well, one is, uh, one is new and the other is something that I learned before and mm. uh, I'm struggling with now. Um, okay. the first one is the James Webb telescope is now in L two halo. Oh, did it meet? So it, it is now there. they, everything passed, everything was successful. They wow. had a just under five minute course correction burn. And it is now in a halo orbit in the Lagrange point L two. That's exciting. And, um, I think it's going to be a few months before we actually start seeing any results. Oh, really? That long? They have certain, individ- a certain. Um, well, it doesn't have a ton of uh, power, so they have to be pretty judicial in how they right. use the power. And they don't want to generate so much heat that it starts affecting the scientific uh, sure. instruments. And there are certain parties to the, to the thing that have priority for, for, for first use. right. So right. uh, I'm not sure how. Now that
0: works. I heard that because Canada, some of our um, universities were part of the design program. There's some Canadian astronomers that have
1: uh, have some priority, have some time. Yeah. Booked. So. So it sounds pretty exciting.
0: Yeah. How long do you think before we prove that aliens exist or that uh, we're a simulation or we're bound to figure to find out something that we don't really want to know? You're Like, oh <laughs> Jesus, never should have launched that thing.
1: I figure eight months.
0: <laughs> eight months. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There you go. So the second thing I learned is, um, so I'm looking at some studio software, f- so basically to integrate and manage sort of a one-stop shop. For sure.
0: People. I think we talked about this last week. There's more of a, yeah, like a photography based yeah. industry so, so software.
1: I, so I, I had a call. So marketing 101, when you schedule an appointment with a client, <laughs> don't be late. That's one, right. One oh one. So this guy's late. Okay. So it was a Zoom call. And he says, "Ah, oh, I was having Zoom problems." Yeah. Right. Okay. Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Could have sent me an email saying, "I'm yep. having problems." Absolutely. Um. But no. No. Nope. And I was there. So anyway. So um. You know. And then uh. Now I'm looking at this, I want this for accounting purposes. I said, oh, well, I want to know how I get an income statement and a balance sheet out of this thing. <laughs> and he doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> so the that's, accounting
0: software company. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, Trust now, us. We know what we're doing.
1: Now they're primarily a CRM. And I know that uh, that in a past life, so there's all these companies and they want to do everything for everyone. Yeah. So, which is the, fine, which is fine, but in the end, do. there are certain things that they don't do as strongly as others.
0: right. There's always trade offs, yeah.
1: So, and I have an appointment scheduled my, my accountant next week to actually chat with him and make sure I know what, yeah, which, which way is up, but um, anyway, uh, and my accounting needs aren't so so rigidly dependent on an income state or a statement or a balance sheet but those things seem like just so basic
0: yeah absolutely
1: and absolutely. um i mean they will pro- provide you with revenue and expenses yep and uh it's more it looks a little bit more like checkbook accounting right where like you're trying to reconcile or just ca- yeah
0: basically cash flow accounting. cash flow and yeah, cash out that's right i'm going like, yeah. it's not quite what i'm looking for no but
1: no but anyway, um, well, second thing is we're in the call. I'm asking all, all kinds of stuff, and all of a sudden, I get the notice: your forty-minute Zoom call, free Zoom call is 40, over. His forty His forty-minute 40 yeah. free Zoom call it's, is done using free Zoom. Eh? No twenty-one
0: I, bucks a month is what I'm
1: paying. And I pay for non-free yeah, Zoom. So do I, yeah. and because uh, that's just like that's such a no-no. Yeah
0: exactly and like
1: and so and I sent him an email no response just crickets oh, so fi- finally responded and said hey you know it was great talking to yeah, you I can great- book another time blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah. and I'm going like there's a lot of red flags yeah exactly solid
0: customer support was he like a 14 year old guy in his basement yeah man I'm working on some software
1: uh, well, I'm on the phone mom. <laughs> 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 well, his his phone kept going off. Yeah, and during the meeting. Anyway, Jeremy, are you talking with your friends?
0: <laughs> no, I'm talking to a client,
1: ma. Leave me the hell alone. I mean, the other rule. Sorry is about that. Never get the guy's name wrong. Yeah, whoever <laughs> your client is. Oh Guy no, what did Gower, he call you? No, he he didn't. Fortunately, that was well, good.
0: Martin. I think we can move on to uh, signing a contract here.
1: And he just Mark. he just kept saying like, oh right he kept saying oh, I'll show you this let me screen share this for him. Blah, blah 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 and he said well this is just a burner thing so I'm not I don't even really set anything up so there's really nothing for you to see I'm going why are you showing me this if it's there's nothing to see
0: it's <laughs> a sample is this your product no no it's our competitor but our thing is going to look very much like this yeah right. <laughs> that's hilarious well I had a a lengthy, and very helpful call with my internet. Um, I use Wix, not a sponsor, to uh, to do my website. And I was having an SEO optimization problem, and I got a call from the guy this morning, and um, purportedly out of San Francisco. But I'm like, you're not really in San Francisco. And I was expecting, you know, Philippines, and but no, he was from Guatemala. So we had a like a. Oh, wow. We had a. I don't think I've ever had a, a guy. From Guatemala. from Guatemala and so we had a great conversation all about Guatemala the beach,
1: drinking no
0: water. he's in Guatemala City And I looked it up on on Google Maps and it's <laughs> quite it's quite inland actually okay. but uh, I have to admit I was quite embarrassed because I was picturing Guatemala as being sort of in the southern part of South America you know around Argentina and or, or Brazil oh it's but in it's, Central America yeah it's right south of Mexico it butts up against Mexico and Honduras and uh, so I was because uh, he said, well, we have both the Pacific and the Atlantic Ocean, uh, which is true. Although so you really
1: a, gone into a, a big conversation well, well beyond SEO.
0: The thing is, he phoned while I was driving my kid to school. And so he's like, well, I can let I can go. Like we talked about a bunch of stuff that we needed to get on screen. And I'm like, I'm 10 minutes back. To get home, you know, and he's like, Well, why don't we just stay on the line? And I'll, I'll just, he said, I'll just hum. And I'm like, No, no, why don't we just talk about Guatemala? And he's like, Okay. <laughs>
1: so- <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> so that was fun.
1: That's excellent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I did look at your new, uh, so basecamp4.ca has got a new and improved look. Yeah. Do you need some images or pictures or drawings or something on the front page? You think so? Very much so. Okay.
0: Well, we'll look into that.
1: But, uh, but uh, but nice refresh. It's good. Yeah, thank and you. It's just you, yeah. you definitely need.
0: Yeah, I've been kind of up. wondering about that. Maybe just a background instead of white. Maybe like a like no, a. No,
1: you need you need like yeah, you know, whether it's a diagram or an illustration or a photo. I mean, it's not like you don't know any photograph photographers or anything.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You need to mix it up. Okay. Sounds um, good. But um, anyway, um, but that's that's good. Because it's focusing on what you're actually doing. Yeah. Um NFTs and crypto. And crypto. So um both you and I watched this interesting YouTube video, which kind of for me connected a whole bunch of dots that yeah. I I was having a hard time connecting before. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: What's the name of the site? Let me just double check that. It's,
1: it's called Folding lines. Folding
0: Ideas. Oh, folding ideas? Folding lines? uh folding ideas on youtube that's right and we believe him to be well we know he's canadian he's
1: out yeah and I think,
0: we we think he's out of calgary calgary maybe but i haven't been able to track down his name yet but i'm gonna look into it anyhow
1: yeah interesting he's got lots of views he's got uh he's got an interesting uh youtube video that basically talks about the problem with nfts right now as a photographer um people are really pushing hard on is using um nfts to sell your photographic works and part of the issue with that is that photographers for the last little while have really struggled with having revenue streams that are stable right so they're kind of ripe for the picking sure in terms of any opportunity for a new market you're going like wow this looks really good and i know some people that actually have um entered the market with nfts right um, they would be early adopters. Sure. And, uh, but, um, fundamentally this is a pretty dangerous landscape. I think is probably the best <laughs> way to describe it. I mean, I was, um, I was toying with getting some, just getting some crypto myself. Right. Um, but oh, well, look at
0: what just happened to Bitcoin and it just, it would have drop about 29% of its value.
1: Yeah. Well, in, so here's the problem you know. with, with well, Bitcoin, any of the crypto. So for me, if I were to do it, it would have to be money that I would assume I was going to lose.
0: be willing to lose. Yeah, it's just right? to get into the game.
1: Yeah. So and what uh, what this guy has confirmed. it. So it's very well researched, incredibly detailed. It's long.
0: Oh, two hours. It's over mm-hmm. two, two hours minutes. long. Yeah, something like
1: that. Yeah. And um, and the thing about it is it it just. Connects so many of the dots. So um, essentially what he said is crypto was originally uh, designed or conceptualized to address some failings within the banking industry. Right. And in in effect, it didn't fix any of them and just made a bunch of them worse. Right. And uh, so it has this appearance of being renegade and good for tax dodging. Sure. Good for... All. well it was
0: intended to de- to detach currency from central banks right so that you could somehow use uh, money without yeah, having to go through a and, bank and it's supposed to even the playing field and and so i think it was a well-intentioned almost like a, a utopian idea you yeah. know by some tech guys well, who maybe talk, didn't fully understand the reality of the world well know? and they
1: talk about uh, they talk about uh, crypto evangelists and and yeah. that really is what they are. They're basically, so one of the big barriers with crypto is, um, is language. They use all kinds of terminology and language that is very difficult to interpret and decipher. Yep. They use others that kind of sound super simple and super easy and don't actually represent what they're What's talking What's actually
0: going on. Yeah. So yeah. the way, so for instance, just non fungible token yeah, because uh, I think everybody's throwing that around. So fungible fungible is just something you can sell. Uh, well, the way I heard it described is like a if you have a, a dollar coin, yeah, it's fully fungible because if if you have a dollar, a loony and I have a loony, I don't care. Like you can hand me yours and I can hand you mine. And it's completely interchangeable. Right. Exactly. But non-fungible the original Picasso uh, is not like right. it's a unique Physical thing, even if you make a bunch of photocopies of it, take a picture of it. It's not the original painting, right? Well, and so and, it's irreplaceable or or non exchangeable, basically
1: well, and where it, so so where crypto works, so they always talk about the blockchain. What is the blockchain? and uh, so uh, Jeff, uh, you can correct me if you think I'm wrong in some parts of it, but basically, what it is is it's a giant ledger. So yeah. it is basically uh, an ad only ledger. Right. And uh, so of which
0: there are many
1: copies so are made. There are copies everywhere. Yeah. And so uh, and so what happens is each, as a line is added there, it is added in every single copy and there it, is work done to validate this edition of this that's line. Right. Yeah. So that's what they call mining. And, yes. Uh, so they're trying to mine this. Right. And um well so- and then the
0: cryptographic part is is solving an algorithm. Right. Right. So that yeah, so in essence the software has to solve a complicated mathematical problem.
1: And everybody's trying to solve it at the same That's time. That's right.
0: But when you want to validate, right? So it's it's kind of like a like a decoder ring kind of thing, right? Because right. at the end of the day, you have to figure out which is the if two entries are not uh equal and one of them's real and the one other's although fine. he was talking about how now how there's the potential for, for forking right oh, yeah. and then it's it almost so becomes basically... like schrodinger's bitcoin it's like well this one says it belongs to you and this one says it belongs to me and how do we tell which one's the real one it's
1: and then like, you get multiple wow. computers that yeah. are validating one and multiple computers that are validating the yeah, other and exactly. you get these forks so but the bottom line is 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 in order to prevent somebody from buying a big computer and just mining like crap they basically make it that it takes an, an it takes more and more work the more that's it, right you go along exactly So this is the fundamental problem with bitcoin why they always talk about energy consumption and it's because the computing power it, it, there are limits in terms of how many bitcoins can be produced and as it Grows, it gets harder and harder and harder to mine. You need
0: more and more computing power and yeah.
1: The other problem with uh with Bitcoin is strictly liquidity. There is no ability to you can't really buy things easily. And so um but because it was non-traceable was really good for the Silk Road. Right. So the Silk Road, if you're not aware, used to be this dark Dark, dark web, dark web,
0: marketplace, market for, web for illegal yeah, stuff, drugs, you, can buy, uh,
1: you name it, hitmen, uh, whatever, that kind of stuff <laughs> that got shut down by the FBI some time ago, a couple of years at least. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so now there's not even a place to use Bitcoin there. And there have been other than. Um, billionaires with uh, expensive car companies right who suggest that they'll accept and then they won't accept and then they'll accept again bitcoin yeah. um there's there's not very many places you can use bitcoin <laughs> and <laughs> and there was a lot of media about certain places you could use bitcoin and they rolled it out and then within short order yeah. apparently they, they they kind of quietly all discontinued yeah so it's it's uh so you say, oh, well, well
0: you- I think when it was worth very little, it, maybe it was more, uh, reasonable. Like last summer we were in Sylvan Lake and went to a little, um, uh, convenience store. This is actually quite funny. So on the main strip in, in Sylvan Lake, there's a little convenience store and the guy sells ice cream, you know? So while my kids and, and my wife were lining up for ice cream, I just kind of wandered around and it had a Bitcoin ATM at the back of the store, like bolted to the wall. We had a bunch of stuff in front of it because I don't think anybody uses it. And it said, you know, one Bitcoin, (laughs) $47,000. So that's part of the problem is like, it's a, what am I going to buy a snow cone for a buck 50 with a Bitcoin, you know, or who's going to come in with 47 grand, pump this into this machine to get a bit. It's just like, this is ridiculous, right? So
1: there is So when it was
0: six bucks when it first or whatever it was worth at the beginning, okay. Maybe we can do it, but well, it's and,
1: crazy. And, and there is, um, I mean, I, I've seen videos specifically about uh, the deficiencies of Bitcoin, and 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 they've tried to address that with some other uh, Bitcoin crypto versions like Ethereum, Ethereum. and Dogecoin. And, well, Dogecoin and, is a is is kind of this spoof. It's, it's kind of a joke, It's but it a joke, but became, it has some value. Yeah, exactly. So, so what is that all say, saying? Basically, crypto is entirely speculative. It is yes. really, uh, it is a pump and dump kind of thing. You basically try to market it, get in, and hope that you can, the price yeah. goes up so that you can sell it. Right. And um, well, and the NFTs are, are even more like
0: on top of that. Because at one point he talks about how NFTs are basically designed to get people to buy crypto, yes. right?
1: And, and to use crypto
0: to yeah. buy NFT. But, you know, it doesn't take, I mean, I'm not trying to blow our own horn here, but as soon as I heard about, about it, I was thinking, okay, interesting, you know, and then there's some, I think it was Gary Vee was apparently trying to explain it in a YouTube video and he's one of the big evangelists of it and he can't explain it. And that's always a big red flag. It's because people were saying, well, what's the intrinsic value? And you say, well... Like if you bought a, a, a crypto, uh, sorry, an NFT sketch, like I might attach, you know, the rights to come and, and, and have a personal tour of my mansion or something like that. And the other person was arguing, okay, but that's what the value is attached to. It's the personal tour, not the, not, the, not, the token. not the token, right? Like if you don't attach something tangible to it, like what's the inherent intrinsic, like a gold coin value of it? And he couldn't explain it. And it was like well, I don't that's think, usually a problem. I <laughs> and I
1: don't think that, I don't think they can. And so so what's happened is uh is so a lot of photographers, they were using this as image, but they were using these there were a bunch of photographers and graphic artists that were and they weren't even very they weren't even very good graphic images. Right. And they were selling for horrific amounts of money. Yeah. Well, some of these people were doing
0: sketches and hand-drawn like things, monkey and things. 80, yeah, ape this and you know, $80,000.
1: Yeah. So what's become really clear, and, and this guy goes into detail and gives yeah. tons of examples of it. Basically, uh, it's, um, There's only two people that make money out of crypto and NFTs, (laughs) early adopters, and those who are really wealthy. And they bring their wealthy friends and get their wealthy friends to invest. And then then they make more money, uh, basically. Although when you have a lot of money in crypto, you have a really hard time getting it out. It's like the CEO who owns 80% of a publicly traded company. Sure. You own 80%. But it's gonna take some doing for you to get any of that out because you don't have the same kind of liquidity no. as somebody else on the stock well, that's market.
0: That's right. And the minute you sell too big of a block, you then affect the market you,
1: you affect the value responds,
0: the value starts to drop, and then it becomes this race to get out before it's the last, you know, share is worth nothing. So exactly. um well, the funny thing was the idea of, you know, let's take a digital image and like, at the end of the day, what I understood is, okay, so you attach, like, a bit of code to that original digital image. That's what makes it the non-fungible token, right? Because okay. people say, well, why don't I just right-click and copy it? And the idea being, oh, yeah, well, you can do that, but it doesn't have that digital code attached to it. So, therefore, you know, everyone can see that it's not the but original. It, but, it, but at the end of the day, it's not a Picasso. It's not a. Uh, it's not a car. It's not... So if I have one digital image that has the code and one that doesn't, and doesn't, at the end of the day, I think I still got the image. Who, who cares? <laughs> you know, like what is the, where's that intrinsic value of the fact that this is the, the only real one when this one's exactly identical, right?
1: Yeah, it's like it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like Jack Dorsey's first tweet that said this is Jack. Yeah, you can go look at it. Yeah, it's there, right? So, but they sold an NFT for that tweet. Now it doesn't give you right to use it. It doesn't give you right to publish it. It doesn't that's give right. you right to do anything with exactly. it. Exactly. So what do you get exactly? You get to say that that's mine, right? But, so what is this like? <laughs> is this like you um, know collecting Star Wars figures or Barbie dolls or whatever? Just you have that unique one.
0: But see, even that. But
1: even that is you like if you have that
0: have, that Honus Wagner baseball card, that famous, is it nineteen? 19- 09 or something. Never heard of that. Right? It's the most valuable baseball card um ever, right? Because it's so rare. And it's like, yeah, I think it's like 1909 or like really early 20th century. Um, you can find pictures of it on the internet, sure, but it's not the card, right? The card is a hundred plus years old, it has an intrinsic uniqueness to it. So yeah, it it really kind of made me chuckle because it's like this is just it's like beanie babies man right like, like the, the value beanie. is in convincing somebody else to that,
1: buy it to buy it yeah the value <laughs> is to convince somebody else and so and it and it i mean the best way to describe it is a pump and dump basically you pump it up you get as much interest as possible right collect a whole bunch of money and then dump it and there's even guys who explain that theirs is a pump and dump scheme and but what you aren't clear when you're listening to it is whether you're part of the pump or part of yeah the dump.
0: exactly
1: so exactly. um well and, and the other t- sorry go ahead and the other parts are all these scams there's all kinds right. of scams and it is the wild west there is yeah. no uh there is no simple um um there's no you can't go to the cops and say somebody stole my crypto wallet no that's right there is no no police it's pretty lawless yep. And somebody steals it and you're screwed. You're you're done. The thing that I thought was interesting,
0: and you mentioned terminology, because they were talking about all of these like discord sites and, and it's almost become like this little uh, echo chamber and cult because they use, they use terminology. It's like a lot of these folks are convincing themselves and each other that they have discovered this, you know, secret thing. And, and like this guy who did the video was pretty clear. If you go on Discord and start questioning, like you're immediately shut down as if like you're a naysayer and, you know, and, and what was, they had all of these little all, sayings, all right? Kinds like, of expressions. Oh, you don't like making money or yeah,
1: there's all, so these, all these, it, all these acronyms for basically it's, it's kind of name calling and bullying yeah, of the sort.
0: But it's this reinforcing, um, I don't know, almost hopefulness that like you know don't you dare question our idea here because we've built this entire house of cards on believing that what, what we've spent eighty thousand dollars on <laughs> was a good investment well they
1: don't even yeah. half the time they they promise stuff that they never deliver and it doesn't really have anything to do with the exactly. NFT. Um, and yeah. then they have mm-hmm. all these what they call rug pull scams, yeah. which is basically they present this NFT, you invest, and then it they just disappear. Yeah. So uh, it it uh, it is
0: it's it's, it's kind of what one would expect. But here is a it reminded me of uh, when I was doing my master's degree, you know, my MBA. I was taking uh, an advanced finance class. This is like late nineties, right, early two thousands. And I if you're a little bit older, you'll remember Enron and Enron was a little bit like that, right they were doing derivatives and instead of just being uh, the usual commodity based um, derivatives, they'd come up with all of this stuff where they were selling futures on on weather patterns and all kinds of insanity right and I remember we did a case study in in our finance class where we had to try to figure out how the model worked and pretty smart bunch of people in this class and nobody could figure out how it actually worked. And I remember the prof who was a PhD saying, yeah, I know I I can't figure it out either, but that's what makes these guys so brilliant. It's because they're like, they're so much smarter than the rest of us. They've come up with this thing. And it was only a few months after when I grad passed the class that the whole thing unraveled and fell apart. And it was this idea of convincing even smart people that this is so complicated
1: that you can't you know, keep up
0: that you can't keep up and then the reality is if you if you're reasonably smart and you try to figure something out and it comes up like i think this is garbage you're probably right <laughs> you know you got to be aware of the Oh, we're the smartest people in the room, and and you know you just don't get it. It's like, yeah, no, I think I do.
1: Yeah, well, that's the problem. <laughs> and that's what
0: it? I thought of this stuff. It's Is that like, all the
1: snake oil salesmen are always saying. Well, you, you don't have to understand. Yeah, this. no, you it's don't. It's too just, complicated. That's just, right. Just believe. Exactly. And uh, so, and, and
0: you don't want to miss this opportunity, do you? Right. The rest of us are going to be rich, and you're you'll be left on the sidelines. Well, and a lot of <laughs> the
1: uh, because of liquidity <laughs> issues. So, if you want to do a Bitcoin transaction, it takes. About six hours to mm-hmm. actually get it confirmed that it actually happened, which is yep. a real problem, because if you're trying to say, okay, I want to sell this for five bucks, let's use five bucks worth of Bitcoin. Right, it won't be convert con- converted until six hours later. Right, and the value could be it, all the over value the place. could be yeah. totally different six hours from now than it is at this moment. Yeah. So um, there, they have all these exchanges. That actually try and they they basically insert themselves in the middle. Right. And they're basically kind of hedging between Sure. Well, the, the same currencies. way that you do with foreign currency exchange. Exactly. But now it's like But now they make money on this process. Absolutely. And um and there's and and with NFTs, there's variations of the same thing. Yeah. And when you mint a certain number of NFTs there's incentive to have a certain number or your uh, individual value of the per token is too much yeah so you have to and the other thing is that those fluctuate based on demand yeah so you can have you know if you're doing it in off time you might have a 50 dollar transaction fee for a a bitcoin (laughs) or or, uh, an nft and then but if you do it at a different time, it might be ten thousand dollars. That's right. One token. Exactly. So um again, just fraught just, with
0: risk and
1: it is yeah. so risky and it is so <laughs> I mean, this is beyond buyer beware. <laughs> That's right. I mean, buyer beware means you know, just be careful what you might be getting. Yeah. This is like you have no idea what you're getting. That's right. In exactly. fact, even if you think you know what you're getting, you don't know how much you're paying for it. And you don't know if the, this NFT is really just a way to get access to your crypto wallet so they can siphon all the money out of it.
0: Exactly. You, you're, you'd you be better off buying uh, a mystery box off the dark web. I think you're going to get better. I will tell you this, though. From now on, everywhere I go, I'm asking if people will accept payment in, in, uh, in Bitcoin, Bitcoin just so that I can feel, like, smart, make them feel <laughs> dumb, right? Like, they're not with it, you know? Going to the dentist, hey, uh,
1: do you take Bitcoin? Can I
0: pay you in Bitcoin?
1: Uh, uh, I know you won't process my insurance, uh, yeah. my insurance form, but will you take Bitcoin?
0: Yeah. Uh, no, we're not into crypto. Oh, oh
1: really? Really?
0: <laughs>
1: How so? Don't
0: nut- like making money, do you? you don't like.
1: <laughs> what are you born in the 1900s? That's right. Wait a second. I was just, born in
0: the yeah. Just pay us cash
1: <laughs> and get out. <laughs> well, I think that's that's it. So so the the in but some can reason- we
0: start a rumor about? the COVID vaccine putting crypto in your bloodstream, Ah, right? You become an NFT. Oh, that's what we should start telling people. Be careful careful. because you'll become a non, you'll become a non fungible token.
1: They're injecting NFTs into your body. (laughs) They're not really vaccines. So in summary, in summary, uh, enter crypto eyes wide open be prepared to lose every single penny exactly there is no liquidity no there are Mm -hmm. tons of scams and there is no recourse if you get scammed right and nfts are not much better they're basically even worse because they're they're even less poorly defined defined yeah you don't so, you you know, with a Bitcoin, there's some rough calculation of how much it's worth relative to, like, a, an American dollar. Yeah. Uh, with NFTs, there is none of that.
0: No, it's it's really like buying a speculative... I mean, you know, if you buy a collectible car, you got to know what you're doing, right? right. Uh, but this is even... That multiplied even worse, because, like, how would you even... Imagine trying to go and have your your digital... Sketch that you bought, like appraised by somebody. Imagine that, right? Because, like, you can go have a tangible collectible appraise well, like, by people who know. It's like right? if you
1: had a collectible car, <laughs> you know, and then you sold a picture of your collectible car, and yeah. uh, so here's but you authenticated picture. it. You, this is authentic, an authentic, this picture authentic picture that I of took my of car. this car, yeah. But my car is on the street, anybody can take a picture of it. That's right. I can drive my car. You're not allowed to drive my car.
0: Exactly. Well, this is like these guys who bought the, the, the book that illustrated version of Dune. Yeah. Uh, it's about a week ago, right? 1.2 million or something that they bought. They paid for this. Apparently it's been kicking around for a lot of years. It was a film project that never got realized. And so people did a bunch of illustrations, uh, like almost like storyboarding. And then these guys are saying how, because they got this now they're going to create their own cartoon version of Dune. And everybody's explaining to them, no, no, what, what are you no. talking about? You didn't buy the copyright or the rights to the story. All you've basically bought is a physical copy of this book. It doesn't confer anything. Anything. That's like buying like somebody so lots of jokes, right? I read Harry Potter. Wait till my uh, wait till my sequel comes out. You know, like because <laughs> I bought the book, so now I can write a sequel. It's like no, So not how it works. So you know.
1: Yeah, so basically, if you have an NFT, you have not bought the copyright. No, copy.
0: exactly. So again, proof that having a lot of money does not always equate to having a lot of brains.
1: <laughs> See, Donald Trump. Yeah. Ooh, sorry, <laughs> he may not have a lot of money. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not for much longer anyways. Um, there you go. So what media are you consuming?
0: Uh, what? Well, you know, I was, I was going to talk a little bit about the, uh, the Eternals. We rewatched the Eternals now that it's out on Disney plus, cause you and I had seen it in the theater mm-hmm. and I watched it with my wife and, uh, uh, who is, she suffers Marvel movies <laughs> usually when the rest of us, but you know what? She was really blown away by this movie. Um, by the diversity. Yeah. Well, that diversity and just the, 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 like the whole different message, the fact that it was directed by a woman, you know, Chloe Zhang, and it had just a very different uh, uh, aesthetic and, and you know, um, uh, story or just like the whole feel. And so I think it's, it reinforces what I'd originally said that to me it was um, hopeful proof that Marvel have not quite entirely just gone fully formulaic, right? Just, just crank out stuff without taking risks. Because this one was, you know, kind of out there. And, um, you know, I think it sort of demonstrates that, yeah, we might see some more interesting stuff from these guys. Um,
1: well, I thought I thought the Eternals and we talked about it previously, but uh, I thought it was an interesting movie, but it had some big holes. It was yeah. the story was unevenly told. There were some characters that showed up way too late. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not fully fleshed out. That's right. There were some really interesting characters that were there early on, and then they kind of disappeared and didn't really play into it. Uh, I don't know if this is like the Justice League uh, Zack Snyder edition. Where have you
0: watched it, that four-hour extravaganza? I have not watched the four-hour version. It's not bad.
1: I heard that it's, it's better than the original. Oh, much better. Yeah, but um,
0: yeah. Anyhow, so now I've heard talk that maybe the the new, um, because it, it raises this problem of this 40 kilometer high, apparently people scale Stone. it, uh, sticking out of the earth. The celeste- and the celeste- now they're celeste- saying half-formed. they may just reboot the whole thing with uh, uh, the new Doctor Strange and, uh, you know, just kind of go back in time or something and, and erase that because it, it raises this big problem for the MCU of you can't just ignore... A giant there's a giant guy sticking yeah, you know, so anyhow. Anyway. And then of course we've constantly talked about the expanse. Watched another episode yesterday of season three and just like, ooh boy, I can't uh probably gonna watch another one tonight. So excellent. Loving
1: it. That's awesome. Um well, so for media I'm consuming, um, I've decided um I've got it, I've got an Audible account. I'm Mm. listening to um dune I, I was really oh, uh, we the, re-watched like the dune. book I re- I, yeah so i'm listening to dune um because my wife wanted had not seen dune i went to see dune with a, a buddy of mine uh i think it was richard and uh I'm sure it was and uh um uh i wanted i was really intrigued by it so i watched it again i really enjoyed it and so I decided i wanted to try using an audible book because i I just find i don't I don't sit and read right uh, I read lots of stuff but mostly shorter stuff sure more technical stuff yeah. and uh, I think oh, and there's and I was listening to a lot of podcasts part of the reason we have podcasts. <laughs> and um uh, so anyway so I'm giving it a shot I'm actually quite enjoying it so, oh good so that's really good who's uh, who's the reader uh it's kind of a weird. It there, it's uh, anyway, it's some British guy. So it always oh, sounds yeah. better when it's British, even though Frank Hubert, I think, was American.
0: Is he American? I don't know. He's that's the Scientology a good guy. No,
1: that's uh, L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, right.
0: Yeah, he was definitely American.
1: Who did think... L. Ron Hubbard? <clears throat> uh, what book did he do? Oh, he did a
0: whole bunch of these schlocky sci-fi books. Can the I... one that John uh, Travolta adapted into that terrible movie that always sort of gets listed on the worst movies ever and the biggest, you know, bombs. <laughs> um, well, so, so here's the deal. Yeah. So no, Frank Herbert, you, You've just totally different guy. You,
1: you've just totally, totally rocked my world okay. because I realized that for years, I've always thought that they were the same. Oh guy. no,
0: no, very <laughs> different. I think, I think Frank Herbert actually might've been British. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think. so
1: it's a British, uh, British thing. And there's a bunch of characters who, um, they'll voice like, it's almost like a bit of a radio drama for oh, parts of it and sure. then a narrative for other parts of it. So yeah. it kind of flips back and forth. It's a little scattered, but I'm enjoying it. So, cool. um, so that's one. So now that you've listened to it and bought it, you have the rights to make your yeah, own exactly. version. I can make that. my own version. That's right. <laughs> um, comic book coming out next week. Um, yeah, The other thing I'm really intrigued with was this trailer that came out for Moon Knight. Yes. And, um, it sounds very bizarre. A guy with a multiple personality disorder. Yep. And, um, and, or what do they call it? Uh, it's, it's not only multiple personality, but he, they're not aware. They're not aware of the other personality. Also
0: possessed by, By like uh, a demon. Uh, well, he's an Egyptian God actually. Yeah. Uh, I want to say Kanushu conish, Kanushu. Uh not one of your main Egyptian guys, but yeah. So that looks really interesting. That
1: does look really interesting. uh so,
0: the new Batman uh movies coming out in about 12 weeks. No, not even that long. Was it uh, that, that soon? March fourth, I think. And that's looking super promising. Wow. Uh with uh uh Robert Patterson and uh it's uh a a new take, much more violent and gritty. And so I think that's gonna be good. Excellent. Okay,
1: well, we're we're running a little long. All right. Let's wrap it up. Sounds good. And we'll, so we were originally gonna do a talk about coffee this episode, but I think the NFTs, we kinda- It was a
0: timely thing, yeah. We both saw that video. And Uh, uh,
1: we will talk about coffee next week.
0: Sounds good. Reminder, uh, if you have not subscribed, do so. Send us an email at uh, connect 2 gmail.com or, or yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, or or however else you want to get a hold of us. Um, and you can check
1: out our our uh, Facebook page, right. Facebook group. Um, yeah,
0: we're going to link to that video we talked about.
1: And now, um, and my uh, so it's funny my wife doesn't listen to the podcast, but she does check out all the links. There you links go put on the
0: Facebook. Doesn't whatever it
1: takes. <laughs> All right, Mark. That's so awesome. Sounds anyway, good. Have a great week. Yeah, you too. Bye. Okay, bye.